can change a lot with just 46 characters. For example, you can change where you live. Or you can change your relationship status. Fellas, we do not recommend proposing via text message. You could also change your career, change your vehicle, or you could change just about anything. But maybe this week, you could use 46 characters to change someone's life. Think about it, pray about it, and use your 46 characters for a change. Good morning and happy Sabbath. It's good to see each of you here today. We're glad that you're able to, for those who are able to be here physically with us today, welcome. We also want to welcome those who are viewing online. We're glad that you're watching with us as well. Uh, we want to give you guys an opportunity uh, to share a smile, to share a handshake, perhaps a hug with someone next to you. Some of you have been doing this already, but for just the next 30 seconds or so, we want to encourage you to get up and just welcome someone else that's next to you. Thanks so much for welcoming each other. We want to invite you to find your seats now as we get ready to start our worship program. Before we do, just a quick, a few quick things to uh, take note of. First of all, we did want to let you know um, that our church is, um, has an anxiety and depression seminar that's going on, the Nedley Anxiety and Depression Seminars. Those are going to be starting here this next week. There is still some room open if you would like to be, be part of that. Um, just contact the church office. But once again, um, if, you're, if you or someone you know is facing um, anxiety or depression, this is just a fantastic way to, to get some extra support through that. And so we want to encourage you guys to check that op opportunity out. Also, um, for those who would like to, our, your tithes and offerings can be given in these receptacles as you exit the sanctuary. Or for those viewing online, once again, you can continue to give online. We won't be collecting the offering during our worship service, but we appreciate all those who are continuing to, to bless the ministry here and around the world. With that said, we want to invite you to kneel as we have our opening prayer together. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you that you're such a wonderful Father to us. You're a provider for us. You're a protector. You're a sustainer. Lord, you have beautiful plans for each and every one of us, Lord, and we thank you for that hope and um, that validity that you give to each and every one of us. 
Father, I know there are so many different stories from this past week represented in this room and those watching online. Some are coming here with hearts full of praise and joy. Others are coming with concerns and worries. Lord, however we come, we come for you. We come to worship you, Lord, because you're worthy of our worship. We just ask, Lord, that you would please bless our time here together. Help us to leave here with a greater understanding of your love and your plans for our life. We ask all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Happy Sabbath, church. We are so glad to see y'all made it here. We had a great first service, and you guys are going to show up today. This is awesome. This is our uh, worship and music. I just want to stand and sing today, so I'm going to invite all of you to please, if you're able, please stand and sing with us today. We've got a couple of really good songs, and y'all know these songs, so just sing them with us. We're going to sing to Jesus this morning. Amen. Amen. on the promises of Christ my King through eternal ages let his praises ring glory in the highest I will shout and sing standing on the promises of God standing 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 on the promises of God my Savior standing standing sing to me, and I hope it does for you. You know, there's so much going on in this world right now, and we know Jesus is coming back soon. There's no doubt about that. Amen? When you walked in, you had stuff on your mind and worries and stress and burdens. I want you to give it to God right now. 
this is the time. You give it to Jesus. He can take it. We can't handle it, but he can. So as we sing this song together, just let it out. Just let him have it. This is such a beautiful song. Y'all know this song, and I want you to sing it with us. It's called the Revelation Song. is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is He. Sing a new song to Him sing song. Heaven's mercy sing. the Lamb who was slain, holy, holy is He. Sing a new song, to Him sing song, heaven's mercy sing. Holy, holy, holy.
Sounded great. Thank you so much. You may be seated. We want to invite Abner and Sydney up here to share with us their ministry and music, and uh, you guys are in for a real treat here. Thank you so much. My finest robes are filthy rags and priceless shoes, but cold, glittering crowns, although I boast and brag on nothing more than fool's gold. I give them all, up, I lay them down, all that I
It's a beautiful father-daughter harmony, and you will get to hear them sing again at the end of our sermon. Before we have prayer and open the Word of God, I want to share some good news and a process. The good news is this. We we're able to raise enough money on the CCC grant to give all 200 of our students $50 a month for the school year. <clears throat> now, this money is not just being given to them, they are earning it, and there are certain qualifications they have to meet in order to get it. They must attend Sabbath school at least two times a month. That means here, unless they're at Georgia Cumberland Academy. If they're there, they automatically qualify because they have to go to religious services all week long. So two, uh, two times a month attendance at Sabbath school. For the children whose parents check them in we will keep record for you. We will have those records there. Once they get to the middle school, Sabbath school, or the high school age, children will have to check themselves in. They'll have to note that they're there. We'll collect those at the end of the month. They'll be credited the $50. It'll go directly to the school. The second aspect of it is they must participate at least one time a month in a church activity or ministry. And you may be wondering, well, what, what's involved in that? Well, first of all, if your child is, and this only goes for Georgia Cumberland sponsored schools, by the way, sorry. If um, <clears throat> your child is in Pathfinders, Adventurers, or Challengers, they automatically qualify because these are ministry slash activities within the church. For those children who are not involved in those, they could be a greeter one Sabbath. Uh, they could help with music on some level. They could do cards. Uh, maybe they would visit someone, or perhaps they would help their Sabbath school teacher set up the class or clean up afterwards. It's very easy to do this, but it is a decision to do it 
and we want the children to be involved in that. I'm not very good with computers, as you well know, so the secretary has written down for me the step-by-step -step process. You go to the hub and you look for forms. Under the forms tab, find the CCC grant, 2021 and 22. Fill it out and submit. There will be a link available for the next online in the next online bulletin. So this starts actually next week because school will begin this Thursday. We, uh, for those who are like me, if you need something paper-wise to fill out, we'll provide those for you. So that's our CCC grant. We are praising God that we're able to do this. Uh, over $100,000 was donated to do this. Thank you for that. We are going to be preaching today on one of the most misunderstood verses in the entire Bible. And so I want to pray for you, and I'm definitely going to be praying for me. So let's pray. Father in heaven, we are about to open your word. We believe it to be holy just as you are holy. <clears throat> we are not. And we are limited by our humanity. And we pray for you to truly be our teacher and instructor. We pray you will bring conviction to us where we need it, that you will help us reason through things and understand and make application to our lives. I'm asking that miracles will happen here. Lives will be changed for eternity. And that every single one who hears this sermon will know they've heard a message from you. We ask and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. It says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Now this is complicated for a number of reasons. First and foremost, the English definition of the word meek. In the English dictionary, you look up the word translated meek, and its root is M-E-U-K. Mute. And it simply means to slip, slippery, slimy. It's where we get the word muck. It is also where we get the word mucus. The English dictionary defines the word meek as being too submissive, easily imposed on, spineless, spiritless. The last two definitions are gentle or kind. When we look at this word meek, we're troubled by it. To slip, slippery, be slimy is describing an individual who cannot stand for something. 
They're pliant. They're all over. They don't have backbone, if you will. Or they're too submissive. They're easily imposed upon, spineless. Now this word has been understood that way by many people. In fact, I will tell you today in our culture, there's tremendous confusion about this word. Women are encouraged to be aggressive and they're rewarded for acting like men. Men are encouraged to be meek and they're rewarded for that in our confused society. Those unfortunate children who are accosted by bullies and are told just be meek, those children are being set up to be hurt physically, emotionally, or other ways. When I grew up, my dad taught me what his dad taught him, what his dad taught him, and what I taught my children. And that is this. Dad said, Jerry, I don't ever want you to get in a fight. But if you do, I want you to win. He taught me how to fight. I learned how to box as a young man. Broke the bathroom mirror practicing jabs. When the bullies came, started doing push-ups, lifting weights, and practicing more. The cure for a bully when I grew up was give him a bloody nose. Stop. And my dad went so far as to say if there's a group that is accosting you and you're in physical danger, you pick out one of them, the one with the loudest mouth. That's all you focus on. You might not win, but you make it terribly inconvenient for them to do it again. What does this text say to the woman who is walking from the store to her car and is accosted in the parking lot? When my daughter was growing up, she's the oldest of our three, and I taught her how to punch like a man. Girls are just kind of hanging here. It's a waste of energy. I think that's why they grab hair. No, throw your body into a jab, come back, hook, uppercut, taught her to punch like a man, and we practiced. In the eighth grade, on a class trip, over a weekend, some kid grabbed her in, uh, I guess we can say it, I'll just, what, Karen? It's inappropriate. <laughs> I can't hear you. She got grabbed. 
she decked the guy. Decked him. I mean, decked him. He got kicked out of school for a couple weeks, and he never came close to her again. What do we do with this text for the woman who's married to an abusive husband? Just take it? That's what meek means. What do we do with this verse? Well, the first thing we're going to do today is define what the word meek means according to the Bible. So the English dictionary is different than what the Greek dictionary is. The word meek in the Greek can be translated with a number of meanings. It can mean gentle, humble, kind, forgiving, unassuming, considerate, polite. Has nothing to do with being spineless, spiritless, slippery, or slimy. Tell me if you like this translation of the verse. Blessed are the spineless, for they shall inherit the earth. Doesn't work, does it? So let's explore this. First of all, we're going to look at this in context. We'll back up to verse 3, chapter 5 of Matthew. Jesus' words as he begins his sermon about the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 4, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. This is describing how to enter the kingdom of heaven. If you pray it like a prayer, it falls logically in line. Father in heaven, I am spiritually bankrupt. I've got nothing to offer you. My soul is black with sin. I need a savior. Jesus says that person has the kingdom of heaven. And then it follows right along in a deep repentance of mourning, grieving for the cost our sins cost Jesus in order to save us. And not only Jesus, but others in our lives. And so there's a true repentance, a godly repentance that follows. So when we see that in the context, and we come to the word meek, it'll be very important for us to see the progress. Now let's go to some Bible examples about meek. Let's go to Matthew chapter 11. The very same word used in Matthew 5, 5, is used in Matthew 5, verse 11, and it's a word used by Jesus. I'm sorry, Matthew 11, verse 28. Matthew 11, verse 28. Jesus' words, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart 
and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Where it says, I am gentle and lowly in heart, that is the same Greek word Jesus uses in Matthew 5, verse 5. Lowly in heart means humble. The NIV translates this as gentle and humble in heart. Living New Testament, gentle and humble. The meek. Jesus was meek. It is a godly characteristic. Jesus was gentle and Jesus was humble. Was Jesus spineless, slippery, slimy, easy imposed on, or too submissive? He was not. If you want an interesting study in the scriptures, if you want to know about self-defense and your right to defend yourself, study the life of Jesus through that lens and you'll discover he didn't allow people to stop him or touch him till he knew it was the time and he submitted himself. He laid himself down as a lamb before the slaughter. Then he allowed it. He defended himself. He defended himself during his trial when he said, where are the witnesses? He was just asking for justice, even knowing he would not get any. So we find that this quality, this characteristic, is demonstrated by Jesus himself. He calls himself that. We see the word used again in the book of Galatians. In Galatians chapter 5, we look at verse 22. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. The word gentleness here is translated meekness in the King James Version, and it's the same Greek word. The Amplified Version says meekness, humility. Now, how many of you have ever heard of the fruits of the Spirit? You heard wrong. It is the fruit of the Spirit. It is singular. This is a package. You don't have eight of them and miss the ninth. You either get this as a package or you don't have it. And so if you say, well, well, I got them all except self-control, you got none of them. Well, I got them all except patience, you got none of them. I got them all but joy, you got none of them. It is a package, it is called the fruit of the Spirit. It is singular, it is not nine individual things. It is a package, you can't have some, you have to have all. The Amplified Version puts it this way, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which his presence within accomplishes. The Living Translation says, but when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. This is the heart of the converted. 
This is what God does. None of us can do any of these. It comes to us when we embrace Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We invite him into our heart. This is the description of the converted. So what do we know thus far? <clears throat> Meekness is a godly characteristic as demonstrated by Jesus himself. Meekness is produced by the Holy Spirit in the hearts of the converted. How is it manifested? What does it look like? It will be humble, unassuming, gentle, considerate, and courteous. So I have a question for you. <clears throat> Very important question. Please listen. Should we try to be meek? Should we try to be meek? The answer is no. You can't try to be meek. It is a godly characteristic that comes by being converted. Matthew 5, verse 3, we see it more clearly when we consider that this is the entrance into the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Now we come to blessed are the meek. Verses 1 and 2 are describing a change. There's the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. Kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of hell. The change has taken place in the two first beatitudes. Somebody has gone from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. They've gone from the kingdom of hell to the kingdom of heaven. They have changed kingdoms. And now Jesus comes along and says, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. He is contextually saying here, this is not a standard to achieve. It is a promise to receive. This is not saying, okay, now be meek. Now be humble. This is saying, when you have humbled yourself before God and you've acknowledged the type of sinner you are and you have grieved for that with a godly repentance, you will become meek. You will be humble. You will be what God wants you to be. And Jesus knows that in that situation, you're going to look around at the world gone crazy. The kingdom of darkness is on the rise. Our culture is crumbling. Lies are prevalent. There is violence like we've never seen. You can see every day go on the internet and look and there'll be pictures of people robbing stores openly and nobody doing anything. We have lost our culture. 
And those who have embraced Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and those who are seeking by his grace to be a person of true humility and gentleness, they are going to get stepped on by the aggressive, self-centered, power-hungry people who believe this is life and the only life they're going to have. And this is a promise. This is a promise. Jesus is saying, don't worry what happens here. You're going to get the planet. It's going to be yours. Hold on. That's my promise to you. It's a promise. Jesus doesn't want any of us to try to be humble. He wants us to be humble. Have you ever been around a religious person trying to be humble? Yeah, we all know. Someone came into your mind right there. We're not comfortable around them because no matter how hard they try, we know, we know inside they believe they're better than us. They're just trying to be humble. Trying to be humble is disingenuous. A person converted, one of the traits of conversion will be a genuineness and honesty. Here I am. And that person is more worried about what God thinks of them than they are what other people think of them. I heard a beautiful illustration listening to Chuck Swindoll preach on the radio, one of my favorite preachers. And he was at his granddaughter's graduation and he and a, another man, I can't remember his name, but a famous author, they were both participating in the graduation and so they're waiting to walk up the steps to the platform. And about that time, the faculty is coming in from the school. And so you have the grand march. And as he describes it, you have all the people with their PhDs and their fancy hats, and he says, and their feathers, and, and you know, they're, they're marching in. <clears throat> right alongside them was a four or five-year-old boy whose mother was trying to get him to a seat. He did not want to be there, apparently. She was holding him as hard as she could, and he was pulling away, threw himself down, you know, got in the seat, got out again. And the person behind Dr. Dobson tapped him on the back because he saw they were, they were both watching the scene unfold. And this guy says, you know, you know why I like children so much? And uh, he said, why? <laughs> this fellow said, because they don't care what anybody thinks about them. <laughs> Do you realize that's true humility? It really is. It's true humility. And it's not fabricated within us. It's not a decision we make. It's a byproduct of the decision to walk 
closely with the Lord. In 2 Peter chapter 3, it tells us about this world that some people are struggling so hard to obtain. Go down through history and you find these world beaters, people that amassed uh, kingdoms, people that had lands and even countries and cities named after them, and, and you discover they all lose it eventually. In verse 10 here, 2 Peter 3 verse 10 says, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Jesus will say, what good is it to win the whole world and to lose your soul? Revelation 21, verse 1, John said, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. That will become the home of the redeemed forever. A new heaven and a new earth. I'd like to go to Matthew 5, verse 5 again. <clears throat> and I want you to look at the screen would you kindly read that out loud with me? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Not a standard to achieve, it is a promise to receive. Now if you're sitting here thinking you're not meek, you're not meek in the biblical sense, well then that's simply God telling you you need Jesus as your savior. And so my appeal today is this. Is there anyone here who would like to stand and tell God, yes, you want to receive that promise that the meek will inherit the earth? If you want to say that to God, please stand. Father in heaven, we pray. We pray for Jesus to come into our hearts. We pray for him to save us. And we pray that he will fill us with his spirit as he promised. And we pray that the fruit of the presence of his spirit will be born in our hearts and in our lives. We ask, Lord, that you would look at us and know the sincerity in which we are saying, we want that promise, Lord. We want to inherit the earth. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to be seated. We're gonna have a closing song. That's the right song. That is, that is the right song. We switched a lot this week. Waiting there for
for 30 years. He cried so long, he ran out of tears, just a worn-out man, looking for a healing hand. Then one day, his chance came along, a healing man who could make him strong, and he caught his eye. But his question took him by surprise. Do you want to be well? Really want to be well? Are you willing to take up your mat and help yourself? Do you want to be free? Really want to be free? If you want to be here, Gotta wanna be well. Never try to fix yourself, and every time you got up, you fell and you wallowed there, drowning in your own despair. Have you gotten used to the chains? Are you so? the man for a brand new heart do you want to be well really want to be well are you willing to take up your mat and help yourself do you want to be free really want to be free if you want to be here Jesus will soon return. May we all be found ready to meet him in peace when he appears. I'd like to invite you to stand for a benediction. <clears throat> Father in heaven, I pray for these dear, dear people. Please continue watching over them and their families. I'm asking, Lord, that your presence in their lives would be so powerful that their faith in you would be strong. Please hear their prayers, Lord, and answer those prayers according to your will. We're all praying 
that you will save our children, our family members, our loved ones, and our friends. We thank you, and we pray to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you have a wonderful week. God bless and go in peace.